Welcome to the Kawita Assembly Youth Podcast. Our goal is to equip you to take on the most revolutionary mission known to man. We hope these messages encourage you and strengthen your walk with Jesus. Please like, share, and subscribe. And also don't forget to follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. And now, this week's message from Pastor Matt. This right now is the fourth week of our quarantine. It is Wednesday, April 8th. Whenever I started the series, I wanted to find a story in the Bible, um, a section of scripture that kind of related to what we were going through right now. I wanted to find a story of where Christians were going through very uncertain times. They didn't know what was going to happen next, what to expect. In a lot of ways, they were living in fear and anxiety. And so that's why I started this series on faith and fear, how to live in a scary world. And what I wanted to do is go through the early church and how the disciples and how the apostles uh, went through that transition period. Because as you guys know by now, the early church, they are going through some persecution. And it's only going to get worse as we see the story unfold. The story we're going to talk about this week is in Acts chapter 3. So basically, Peter and John, they were on their way to the temple to pray because that's just what they did. They were on their way to pray and to give glory and praise to God. And so as they're going through the temple, uh, there is a lame man, somebody who is paralyzed, who can't walk, who can't work, and he is sitting there and he's begging for money. And so Peter and John, they walk by him. And so the beggar, he looks at him, he says, do you guys have any money to give me? Peter looks straight at him and he says, silver and gold I don't have. Basically, I don't have any money to give you. But what I do have, I will give you. He says in, in verse 6, he says, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And so this lame man who's been lame from birth, who's never walked before, he's never worked, he's never ran, he immediately he gets up and he starts running and he starts praising God. And so this gets everybody's attention. Everybody who's been in the temple, they've seen this guy begging outside. Now they see him running and walking and, and leaping and praising God. And like, what just happened to this guy? And so they are astonished. The Bible says they are amazed. They don't know what is going on. And so it says, as the, as the layman, as he's holding on to Peter and John, all the people are coming up to them. They're asking him, what is going on? And so it says, when Peter saw this, he's astonished. He, he noticed that the crowd is coming. He's getting attention. And he says, why are you guys so amazed? Why are you guys amazed at what just happened? What just happened is because of Jesus. He says, you killed the source of life whom God raised from the dead. We are all witnesses of this. By faith in his name, his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. So that faith that comes through Jesus was given to him this perfect health in front of you all. Peter saying it's all about Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. The God that you read about in the Bible, he is alive and he's active and he's moving through Jesus. And so he keeps going on. He says, in this way, God fulfilled what he had promised the prophets. You guys, he's like, you guys read the Bible, the prophets, but all that they spoke about what is to come. He says, God fulfilled that through this man, Jesus, that his Messiah would suffer. It's just that he says, okay, so this is what you guys need to do about this. Jesus, he, he healed this guy. It is through the power of God, nothing that we did, but by Jesus's name, this guy was healed. He says, this is what you need to do. Therefore, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out. 
that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So then he just keeps preaching about Jesus. And he starts pulling in scriptures from the Old Testament about how it fulfills what Jesus did. And then it ends up that the people who heard him talking about Jesus. And so the the Jewish leaders, they did not like what Peter was saying at all. Um, In verse 4, or chapter 4, verse 2. So the Jewish leaders, because they were annoyed that they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead, so they seized them and took them into custody until the next day, since it was already evening. So the Jewish leaders, they arrested Peter and John. And so at this point, Peter and John, they don't know what's going to happen next. They are scared. They are uncertain. They don't know if they will be killed the next day. I mean, a month earlier, Jesus had just been killed. He was arrested at nighttime. They um, did a botch trial. And then the next day, Jesus was being um, crucified. And the next day, he, was di- he died. And so Peter and John, they're now in jail. And they don't know what awaits them. They don't know how long they're going to be in jail. They don't know if the next day they're going to wake up and be ordered to be executed. They don't know if they're going to be released. They don't know what is happening. But they still believe and they trust in God. And then it says the very next verse, in verse 4, But many of those who heard the message, the message that Peter just preached about Jesus, believed. And the number of the men came to about 5,000. So last week we talked about how the church, they went from 120 believers to 3,000. And so now this week, based on what Peter just did, standing up in the midst of how scared they were, how uncertain things were, the church grew from 3,000 to 5,000. And the Jewish leaders, they are uh, scared about this. They are afraid because they think that Christianity is a bad virus. It's a bad cancer that's spreading and that it needs to be stopped out before it spreads further. Because if it spreads too further, they won't be able to contain it and they won't have their power or control anymore. They believe that it's wrong and that they need to stomp it out. So what do we do about this today? What does this passage speak to what we're going through right now today? I know right now, right now, life is hard. It's hard for a lot of us. We want to be able to hang out with friends. We want to be able to uh, see people that we like. We want to be able to go wherever we want to go. As strange as it may sound, some of us, we might even want to go back to school. We want to go back to church. We want to go back to work. We want to feel like we're doing something, and we want that freedom to go and do whatever we want. And so sometimes not being able to see our friends and not being able to hang out with the people we want to, it's driving us crazy. We just want life to go back to normal. There's so much uncertainty in the air about when is life going to go back to normal? When are we going to be able to see our friends again? When are we going to be able to go back to church? And so there's so much uncertainty. With uncertainty comes fear and anxiety. And it's the same way for the early church. There was so much uncertainty. They didn't know what the future of the church was going to be. They didn't know if they were all going to be stomped out for believing in Jesus. They didn't know if everyone was going to be killed or persecuted. And just a little spoiler, as we go on, more and more Christians are going to be arrested and killed and persecuted in this story. So the church, they didn't know what was going to happen. And so there was an underlying sense of fear and anxiety. But what did the apostles do with that sense of fear and anxiety? 
the first thing that Peter and John did in, in Acts chapter 3, verse 1, it says they were going up to the temple for the time of prayer. It looks like for Peter and John, prayer was a normal part of their life. It was a scheduled part. It is, it's what they did every single day, no matter what, because they knew that there was power in prayer. That whenever they would come to God and would present their request to God, that God would hear them and that God would answer their prayers. Jesus told them just a, a year before this, probably, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. So the disciples, they took that to heart. They wanted the relationship with God to be strong. So because the apostles had such a strong relationship with God, they there was no way for fear and anxiety to take root in the heart. Instead, because of their relationship with God, peace was guarding their heart, and they felt like they had a sense of power to stand up and to preach about Jesus. In a world where preaching about Jesus would get them arrested, they felt like they could still stand up and do it. They weren't afraid about being arrested. They weren't afraid about being put to death because they knew that God was calling them to do this. So what is God calling us to do? He's calling us to have that relationship with Him. He's calling us to have that strong connection with them through the prayer life. And whenever that happens, peace will guard our hearts. There won't be any room for fear and anxiety. Sure, that fear and anxiety is going to try to come. It's going to try to hit us and try to distract us. And just like Peter and John, prayer should be a regular part of our lives. It all starts with a regular prayer life. Whenever we pray, we'll have faith in new fountains. Our eyes will be open and we'll have more opportunities to see the world the way that God sees it. We will have boldness to stand up for what we believe in and we will have peace in the middle of the storm. What Peter says in verse 19 and 20 in verse, or chapter 3, I think it's key to what we need to hear today. He says in verse 19, Therefore repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out. That seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And that he may send Jesus, whom he appointed as the Messiah, the awaited one, the Savior. I don't know about you, but a season of refreshing sounds pretty good to me right now. Whenever I hear about that verse, it kind of reminds me of a cold, clear pool on a very hot day. When you're hot, you want to kind of cool down, so you jump into this, um, this clear water. And you just feel immediately refreshed. You feel rejuvenated. You feel like you can go back out and you feel like you can keep trekking on. You feel like you can just keep on going. And guess what? With that season of refreshing, you do not have to look far. Right now, the world, it's almost stopped. Most of us have more free time on our hands than we've ever had. I know for me, I went from a season of being busy and busy and busy, trying to find time to rest, trying to find time to do this, trying to find time to read a little bit more of the Bible, trying to find time to pray. And now it seems like I'm trying to find things to do to fill up all my time. It was like I'm trying, me and Brooklyn, we're going hiking like every single day. We're going on bike rides. We're going on walks. We're trying to find something to do to keep us from going crazy. Right now, most of us, we have more free time than we know what to do with. And I want to challenge, don't let this opportunity go to waste. The devil, he wants us to waste time worrying about when will everything go back to normal. And then he wants us to waste our time just binge watching Netflix, trying to pass the time until all this is uh, back to normal. 
But God can use this time to refresh your body, to refresh your mind, to refresh your spirit. It all starts with knowing Jesus. Repenting and turning from your sins and being made into a new person. That's what Peter says. He says, um, whenever he's preaching about Jesus, he says, Jesus is the guy. In Jesus' name, uh, he's the guy who healed this guy. He says, in that same Jesus, he can be known to you. If you just repent of your sins and you turn, your sins will be wiped away. Right now, if we have sins on our heart, we don't know Jesus, that sin is weighing us down. On top of all this craziness that's going on, the fear and anxiety of who's going to get sick, when is life going to get back to normal? On top of all that sin, if we don't know Jesus, it's weighing us down and it's too much for us to carry. That's why Peter says, repent, turn from your sins so that your sins may be wiped out. Whenever you know Jesus, he rejuvenates you. He refreshes your soul. He refreshes your your spirit. He takes away your sins and he makes you a new person. The way that Paul describes it in um, Ephesians, it's like taking off your old self and it's putting on a new self. It's not being conformed. It's being transformed by the renewal of your mind. It's literally being refreshed. Getting to know Jesus is by first just praying. Bible says if you confess your sins and you repent and you acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and that you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you believe the Easter story, you believe um, the Bible, so then you will be saved. And the best way to get to know Jesus is just to open up the Bible, to read about all that Jesus did, to read about all the works and the miracles and all that he taught and asking him what he wants us to do about that, and reading through the New Testament. God's presence, it's everywhere. He's just waiting for you to jump in and to be refreshed. Because in God's presence, there is no room for fear or anxiety. Instead, there's just peace that is unexplainable. There's a joy that is uh, indescribable, the Bible says. And it's true, the more you get into God's presence, the more you seek Him, listening to words, reading the Bible, praying, getting out in nature, the more God will speak to you and the more peace you'll have. I hope you guys are doing good. I'm praying for you guys. I hope to see you guys soon. I really do.